0: all right so what's going on guys we got the well life podcast coming at you just tyler and i for our little right the little shorts cut we kind of do um bringing you some more like concrete information hopefully you can follow along with and pull some directly right correlated tidbits to apply to your life immediately so yeah um in our last
1: kind of short in between our long podcast right we did eight points to improve your overall health and wellness today we want to kind of dive into our first topic that's going to be how do we improve sleep overall. So we Mm -hmm. want to give you a few points, a few action items, right, that you can take home today to improve your overall sleep.
0: Yeah, so we're going to kind of do the same style we did with those eight. We have kind of eight points for sleep to improve it, right? We're going to kind of go back and forth here, kind of alternate on points, and then give both of our little tidbits of our takes and, like, some things we use in our lives to sleep better too.
1: Yeah. So So first point that we have there Mm -hmm. um, that we... Feel and we actually we alluded to this in a couple different ways in our eight points to improve overall health and wellness, but just overall light exposure. Mm-hmm. So first, kind of thinking about when I'm waking up in the morning, am I getting light directly on the body? They say it. Studies have shown that getting light on the body mm-hmm. improves REM cycle, right? So it's going to help you be able to get to sleep that night, which is like a probably not the most coral or most easily correlated kind yeah. of time frame for people. But thinking about Because it would seem like that shouldn't affect my sleep at night, Mm -hmm. but it's showing that getting that light on your body, kind of first thing in the morning, is going to help you be able to get back into a a good REM cycle, kind of coming to sleep.
0: Yeah, like your body, because your body runs on more of a a, um, right, like a receptor cycle. Mm -hmm. So it has these sites that it receives uh, serotonin as a precursor to melatonin, right? And light triggering light, like input into your skin in the morning. Your skin is almost like millions of eyes, it can almost see this light and bring right reception of it and transmit different chemicals in the body, right? So cortisol spikes in the morning, you're gonna need that light exposure to kind of fully wake yourself up, but your body knows that. And then at night, it can actually, you know, they say like watching a sunsets relaxing, being around a fire is relaxing, that actually helps you primally, yeah. right? It helps you come back down. That's why you feel so relaxed. You Early were mentioning times. before kind yeah. of
1: what you do in the morning. Yeah. Right. When you wake up. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah, what's, so your, what's that routine for you? I
0: try to get light on my skin. Uh, currently, for the past couple of months, my girlfriend and I have lived in uh, an apartment in Huntington Village here. Right. We don't really have any balcony, we don't have any outside, but there's certain angles and times in the morning where sun's coming into the windows. I'm trying to open up the window and get direct light on the skin. Yeah. Right. To wake it up. And there's even going to bed at night more concretely, right? your body can almost stay somewhat awake or in more of a stress state with higher levels of cortisol and melatonin is opposed in those states. So melatonin is needed to go to sleep efficiently and your body pulls that pre-sleep and to put you to sleep and stay asleep, right? Cortisol is opposite of that, right? If you are going to bed watching TV and phone and everything like that with that light exposure, the blue light, um, Even if you have a small, there's been a study that a small little dot of blue light on the back of someone's leg as they slept through the whole night, actually uh, impaired their sleep slightly, certain maybe 10 or 20% um, overall for like restful sleep and restless sleep. Um, I think I I saw that in a book called Sleep Smarter. at one point, and I've, I've just listened to a bunch of different things in podcasts. So I'm not sure exactly where I'm pulling that from, yeah. but there's a study that has to do with light exposure and sleep. So it's really interesting so stuff. It's got like two
1: sides of that. So getting yeah. light on the body first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. kind of helping you get back into a healthy REM cycle for the night, and then also limiting blue light at night mm-hmm. before you go to bed. I know for me, probably an hour, two hours before bed, I try to just pop on uh, blue light blocking gla- glasses because I know I'm not necessarily going to turn everything off. I might check a phone, check email. Yeah. Lights might be on because we're work dealing with the baby. Yeah, it's tough, work, so I just yeah. keep I keep some glasses on to kind of limit it before mm-hmm. going to bed. And you also feel yourself getting drowsy because that blue light's kind of yeah. blocked out. Even uh, um, so, it's definitely actionable. Kind of in that night. Gets yeah. You to sleep better. One
0: last point: even like going to the bathroom before you go to bed brushing your teeth before you go to bed i try to avoid putting the main lights on in the bathroom yeah. we have a couple of actual like electric candles we've set up in our bathroom that give a little bit of low light um obviously sets a cool mood you feel kind of more relaxed but your body is physically right not getting kind of stunned by this bright light mm-hmm. um so it's just being aware of that yeah, right to your
1: point there's also those orange like rock lights <clears throat> that you can use that make yeah. more of the fire more of the sunset that's mm-hmm. that light is okay for your for your eyes at mm-hmm. night as opposed to a blue light kind of directly coming through, yep. coming through your lights or coming through the phone.
0: That's why your phone's got that like orange hue that it kind of turns. That's what they tried to do yeah. with phone screens. I heard it's terrible. Yeah, it's probably Doesn't just really not it, really. But, <laughs> it's just uh, the color. <laughs> yeah. Second point, yeah. right, is going to be caffeine. Yeah. So I know we have different takes on caffeine pretty much. I not think necessarily. Somewhat. I think you've, I think you've uh you're a little bit less affected by it sure. than I am for most part. Yeah. Um right, I I've been pretty strict on I mean, I started drinking coffee probably more so into college cuz I enjoyed it and then became more aware but then out of college when I became I got really into like right grinding my own beans, using a pour over at home. I love that kind of almost like the art of coffee in a way, Um, and it just makes me feel good if I have a chance to do that and take the time to do that, right? But I'm always aware of intaking caffeine. I've either almost alternated days. I used to alternate days, right, to give my body the ability to to not be reliant on caffeine because it can affect sleep so much, right? But more in a sleep-specific state, um, they typically say that caffeine has a half-life in your body, which means half of it, right, dissipates within could be five, six hours or eight to 12 hours for some people, depending on how they metabolize it and, and who the person is and what their activity level is, right. And how their body works. Um, so I try to keep it and we try to keep it, uh, no caffeine really after 11 AM, 12
1: PM at most. Right. Yeah. So, and to your point, like that's the goal, right? Kind of trying to be somewhere in that eight to 10 hour of not having caffeine before mm-hmm. bed. I, because we're doing a little filming, I had a little, a little sip of caffeine right now. You didn't tell me you were doing that, but it's uh, three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but I typically won't. And for me, yeah. right now, right, you stop at eleven. I'll probably stopping at twelve, kind of every day normally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But right, trying to limit it uh, to mm-hmm. ensure it's kind of out of your system as you're trying to get to bed. Yeah. Somewhere right, ten to ten to eleven.
0: People. And going back to talking about melatonin, <laughs> right? We hear this melatonin thing. It's a supplement. It's whatever. Um, it blocks, it. there's receptors, right, that trigger melatonin release. Caffeine doesn't actually give you energy. I know you said you spoke to someone about this the other day. It doesn't give you energy. Caffeine actually blocks the receptors for you to feel tired. So it's not adding to anything. Your body physically has to work to clear those receptors of the caffeine molecule that's blocking the receptor in order to right except kind of serotonin to convert to melatonin to make that chain happen to get into the deepest form of sleep and get your REM sleep and most sound sleep. Um, if it's in your system circulating it's almost like right you have think of it almost like it's not as energy circulating but that's almost what it feels like because it's blocking the full restful fatigue molecule to kind of yeah. get into your body.
1: And that's a good point so when you're just if it's late and you may need to get something done. Uh, the caffeine's probably, it's not gonna help you, yeah. right? That short spurt might give you something, but if you're just mm-hmm. tired, you can't defeat just being tired with caffeine. Mm-hmm. Just right? Because be conscious. it's not gonna give you energy.
0: Just be conscious of that, right? If you're gonna have it later, if you feel like sleep, you, you are having more restful sleep, or restless sleep, it could simply just be because cutting out that second cup of caffeine late in the day, right, could make all the difference. Definitely. Um, yeah, cool. All right, on to our third topic. Um, Environmental temperature. So there's been some studies and some kind of uh, statements out there of like an ideal temperature is, I'm not sure in the exact numbers, but it's between like 64 and 68 degrees Fahrenheit to to get full sleep and full rest in an environment that's well below your body temperature, right? Your body doesn't have to really regulate um, and cool itself off. That's when you start to sweat in your sleep, right? You want to be at a low enough environmental temperature in your room, right? To be able to fall
1: asleep efficiently, yeah. and kind of like keeping that in almost like a layman's uh, terms, there right? Yeah, being in a place where you're not going to be sleep, where you're not going to be sweating at night. Yep, yep. Like how we need it's to be in simple, a cool enough. Yeah, we need to be in a cool enough environment mm-hmm. where, right? Blankets feel good. You feel chilly. You you are comfortable. Uh, because if you get to a point where you're too warm, that's going to wake your body up. It's going to kind of take you out of those natural. Rem cycles, and some products out there, right? They have like those chili pads. Um, I even like to, if I have to shower at night, I'll do a cold, kind of a cold rinse for just the end. It just kind of bring the body temperature down.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'll always sleep with a fan on. I like some type of air circulating, Mm -hmm. um, right? I always like to be covered with something. Same. But you know, it almost feels if I'm hot, it's always going to feel better to stick a leg out or figure out a little little leg out. You know, um, know that my girlfriend's a furnace when she sleeps yeah. so it's
1: extreme it's high body temperature i probably my, my wife will probably say that i'm the furnace right so she just like jumps out of the blanket yeah and, but i need I, I need the blanket too yeah uh, fourth point is uh right improving sleep is going to be hydration yep. uh, probably not the most typical thing you're going to think about but just keeping that overall level of hydration mm-hmm. uh at a good at a good rate and not getting to a place of dehydration Mm -hmm. will actually allow you to kind of have better sleep. Yeah,
0: so right as you get dehydrated or if you are dehydrated, your heart rate tends to be a little higher. Um, Your body actually needs to hit a certain heart rate point to get to sleep efficiently and to be asleep, right? Um, Even going back to the temperature we talked about, that's also a heart rate thing. So hydration can play a role in that, right? If you have more water and you're hydrated, your heart rate and your heart's gonna be more efficient at pumping blood, keeping you cool, kind of keeping you in a comfortable state. And also hydrating properly with salt and electrolytes and sodium and potassium. Um, We've kind of mentioned that before for proper total hydration. Uh, I've heard probably 90% of people I've ever talked to about sleep have said, what the hell do I do about my calf cramps at night or my mm-hmm. quad cramps at night? If you have that, which is a lot of people, it's probably because you're not drinking enough water and you're not intaking enough good sodium and salt, right, and electrolytes before you're going to bed. Um, and that's just, your system doesn't have it in you, you know, yeah. so sometimes it's just leading to that, that cramp the Think caused.
1: about kind of what that's going to your body, right? If you are dehydrated, mm-hmm. you're getting cramps, right? It's putting your body into this, uh, this sympathetic <clears throat> state, right? So. Have being properly hydrated, decreasing heart rate, yep. uh, right? Getting being uh, hydrated is going to bring you into that parasympathetic state, right? De- de-stressing your body yeah. as you sleep. Love it, good point.
0: Um, number five: so food before bed and sugar before bed. Um, so loading your system up with a lot of food, right? that's actually puts uh, almost a little bit more of a stressor on the body to digest food. And it's now it's working and physically trying to process things in your gut when you're laying down, right? And it's, it's, not, it's focusing on trying to go to sleep. Your heart rate actually goes up a little bit as well when you're digesting food, when you're processing sugars and stuff. Right? We all like to have dessert. We all like to have the sugars before bed or have those cravings at like late at night. Um, and you'll probably see a correlation if you always do that If you have trouble sleeping on those nights that you do do that and you don't do that, you'll probably sleep much better, get to sleep more easily. I know my heart rate is always elevated. You know, I go out for some pizza or something and it's too late
1: and get some ice cream or something like that. Yeah, same thing, right? (laughs) Think about those parasympathetic sympathetic states. If you have to be digesting food, your body's going to be working as you're trying to sleep and not being able to get into this comfortable or into that REM cycle um, Mm -hmm. as you need to be to get into like deep sleep yeah it's
0: also capacity for breathing i feel like it's almost harder for me to breathe if i have yeah. too much food in my stomach if i haven't eaten a lot throughout the day and i was very active and i have some nice lean protein or right some slower digesting smaller quantities of food it's
1: easier um but that's the but thought just, so if you have to sometimes you can't make an adjustment so yeah. i got home from work late or kids were up i have to eat something before bed let it be something that's lean protein mm-hmm. high fat um, not something that's going to be on the sugar side, or even the carbohydrate side, because that's going to kind of pump that yeah. blood that blood sugar rates up.
0: Yeah, and also for a myth, we want to put that to rest. And we're trying to move quick through these, but um, right, you can eat before bed, or you can eat late at night. Yeah. Right, this there's has no, nothing to do with calories and getting yeah, fat. There's ca- yeah, there's calories also. You don't just automatically gain more weight if you eat at night, right? Just want to put that out there. Yeah. It's no, just more as, so it affects your as sleep. As you have to. Um, cool, and then we're on to number five. So following a consistent schedule. Six so we did five we're on to number six yeah following a consistent schedule number six Um, right circadian rhythm right that's the natural kind of cycle your body goes through Um, and it actually does work when it's primed by sunlight right from light in the morning to light dissipating going into darkness at night going back to what we
1: talked about with light right and like thinking about us being creatures of habit your Mm -hmm. body gets really good at the things that you do so As you continuously go to bed at 10 o'clock, your body's going to say, okay, by nine, I'm going to start making you tired. I'm going to make you Mm -hmm. get into the sleep cycle by 10.30, right? So if you keep switching that up, your body can't get used to this normal cycle that needs to be in in order for you to get deep sleep or for Mm -hmm. you to get this normal cycle of sleep. So just keeping that, going to bed at the same time, waking up at at least in the similar range of times, even on the weekend, right? Just Mm -hmm. trying to... It's gonna be the best thing for your body.
0: Yeah, if, uh, if you've ever noticed that if you get into an early, early schedule, or you've done something for so long and your body always wakes up at that time, mm-hmm. even if you go to bed at 1 a.m. and you still get up at 5.30, because that's what you always do, you almost might feel cl- more clear, even though you got less sleep, because that's just the cycle your body's on, right? Yep. You might have just delayed it, delayed it on the, the front end, right? On the back end, your body probably wants to still get up at the time. And it's actually they've said it's actually pretty good for you to get up just at get the up. same time every day and just yeah. do it, even mm-hmm. if you're going to be tired. Because if you go to bed extra early that next night and find that cycle again, it's great. Um, and also, right, another point, primarily, um, your body is made to function, right, with whatever state that you're in. So if it's, if it's 9 o'clocks coming around and you always go to bed around 9, 9.30, right, and you push past, push past because yeah, you're really watching a movie, your body can actually start to pool more cortisol in the stress state, a stress hormone, to automatically, right, if you've ever heard someone say, I'm wired, or you feel like you're wired when you're overtired, right, 10, 11, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, and you start to now, you don't, you almost can't even fall asleep, and you're like, why the hell is this? I was tired three hours ago, mm-hmm. but now I can't. Your body... Primarily, if we were in the jungle, right?
1: It's sending messages. Something's wrong. You probably have to stay stay the hell awake right now because there could be
0: something hunting you or you have to get somewhere, right? So it's crazy that right, in this day and age, the thousands and millions of years of evolution is still here in a society that doesn't really need it and is actually negatively affected by it. Yeah. So it's like
1: even if you're sleep time, right? Obviously, we want to get those hours. We want somewhere seven, eight hours of sleep. But it's just going to be, when do I go to bed? When do I wake up? I'm not even saying if it's early, late, whatever it is, you're, you're sleeping in, but it needs to be kind mm-hmm. of consistent schedule. If you're yep. going to bed at one and waking up at eight, just continue to do that. That'll get you the best sleep pattern that you can yep. get.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So we got number seven now. Next point. It's going to be, yep. uh, <clears throat> right, as people have issues with sleep, sometimes they're taking melatonin or other supplements to kind of get them into what they feels like, what they feel like may be mm-hmm. a better sleep pattern. Um, but what we wanna do is try to either wean off of those things or ideally we're using nothing to help ourselves go, mm-hmm. go to sleep. Uh, what we have seen is, and this is the typical, we have, we've had a lot of these conversations that the typical melatonin supplementation uses mm-hmm. is somewhere like five grams. And what studies have actually shown is if you are supplementing with mel- melatonin, which we're saying, try to get yourself to zero uh, it should be somewhere less than a gram. You actually yeah. don't need so much melatonin to even get yourself help yourself get to sleep because mm-hmm. that's what it should be. It should just essentially be an aid, if mm-hmm. anything. It shouldn't be knocking you out yeah, and It shouldn't you be to, sleep. to get you yeah, to sleep, it's essentially, right? we're taking five grams, yeah. that's overpowering you. that's telling your own body signals. You don't need to make anything, <clears> right? I'm gonna do it for you. We don't like, you don't have to uh, make your own melatonin. As opposed to your body making it, and you're just using a little bit to kind of get you there on mm-hmm. those rougher nights. But how do we wean back to using <laughs> nothing and just kind of having a good, uh, having a good consistent schedule and a good temperature, a good environment to kind of get you to sleep. Yeah, and consciously doing it, like you said, um, to
0: know that I know I'll do if I have right. Even if I don't, even if I don't feel overly tired, I know that if it's like a certain night where I'm off, I'm chilling, I don't have to get up too early, right? Even if I want to take it as a reset night, if I've been dragging a little bit. I'll take uh, a little bit of melatonin, yeah. right? But that's like once a month, probably at most, where it's just like a good reset. I feel great. I wake up great. And it's not, right, overlaid. It's not 10 milligrams. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. crazy Being that they have it over the about shelf, it. too. Because and that the, really, the mark yeah.
1: hasn't told you mm-hmm. not to take less because, yeah. of course, they wouldn't, right? But it's just. Yeah kind of appropriately supplementing if you are.
0: Yeah, and then one other brief left supplement too um, that you can supplement with is magnesium. Magnesium is great for nervous system function, right? There's certain types <clears throat> and forms of magnesium that are more beneficial for gut health, um, digestion, because most of it plays a role in nervous system and neural uh, downtone or neural system management, right? So typically if you have muscle cramps, you have gut issues, you have sleep issues, magnesium can play a role in that and that can just all around help you get yeah, to sleep more, overall sleep more restful. Yeah. Um, all right. Last point, number eight. Obviously, right. We had to say this one is exercise. Right. Exercise is going to be a major key and obviously just optimizing your health and well-being, your body, your bodily function. Right. Your body in its um, in its homeostatic or right overall regulating state. Right. How well can it regulate if you're putting this uh, amount of given stress on your body? to improve the cardio capacity, the heart rate variability, right? And your whole body function, muscular capacity, that's gonna actually lead to just your body functioning way more efficiently,
1: right? And that's gonna allow it to get to sleep more efficiently. Yeah, so on one side, (coughs) using exercise as a tool to allow you to sleep better. Mm -hmm. And then also timing that exercise, right? Mm -hmm. We're trying not to to exercise maybe an hour or so before bed because just like we mentioned about parasympathetic sympathetic states, if I exercise right before bed, I'm gonna be a little Mm -hmm. excited, my body's gonna be up thinking they were doing a lot more. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be harder to get to sleep. So mm-hmm. how can I do that at the right time, kind of each day, but using that exercise to build me up, build up uh that just my overall well being, my overall health, um, and then also kind of make me tired later for the yeah. day. Uh, but not doing it right before bed.
0: Yeah. I almost feel I feel more relaxed, I think, on the days that sure. I have a really good hard workout, um and allow myself to come back down from it. Yeah. You know, without being overstressed. So
1: all- yeah. Thank you guys for joining us again uh, today on the Wildlife Podcast. I wanted to give you some quick tips to help you improve your sleep. Uh, Check us out. Listen to this on anywhere where you get your podcast.
0: Yeah. Thanks, guys. Hope you give it a listen.